I mean, I just pray that they keep the gray and white bottoms at least. Like, don't go, don't go color rush on Major League Baseball. Whatever you do. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Three O Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here are your hosts, Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 40, episode XL in Roman numerals. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate, we're 40 deep, my guy. Did you, did you just, did you really write that up, or did you just have that in the back of your head that it was XL? I mean, a little of this, a little of that. I'm not going to lie, dude. Like, the Roman numerals really kind of confuse me after a certain number. I mean, how often are we really – when else are we using Roman numerals? We're not. Outside of the Super Bowl, we're not. Yeah. Well, this show, of course. And and today. Episode 40. For us. Episode XL. 40 deep. What do you think? How you we're feeling? cruising, man. We're cruising. I'm excited. We get better every week, kind of. And <laughs> – Kind of. <laughs> we're all right. We suck. uh no the content is just uh it's that's our biggest uh you know it's our biggest biggest right now yeah it's just tough we we try to do our best guys we try to do our best because as you can tell the baseball world is hibernating so there's not much to talk about just nothing well big block on that note i'll see you guys later (laughs) yeah episode 40 that's a wrap let's (laughs) let's call it a night uh Big blockbuster move just happened. Whit Merrifield. Whoa. So easy what you call hibernating because hot stove is on fire right now. So Yeah, good job, Royals. You're not hibernating. Uh, But in other news, started a new show lately, recently. Yeah. It's actually, I think it's been out for a while. Designated Survivor, have you heard of that show? I have, man. I got a lot of people telling me to watch that. It is fantastic. Yeah, um, I'm. I think I started at like f- four nights ago, and I'm already. Actually, I'm curious. Let me pull this up. I am. I'm 20 episodes deep right now, and I started at four nights ago. Wow! So I don't have a life. Perks of not living in the same town as your girlfriend. Very much. Yes. Yes. Absolutely <laughs> true. 40 minute episodes. I've been I've been putting them back. But uh yes, fantastic show. And for those who are unfamiliar with the plot of said show, uh Designated Survivor uh basically revolves around the concept of um the what the actual designated survivor is. So like when the president gives a state of the union and Congress is in the Capitol, they always send somebody from the cabinet to a undisclosed location in case uh, tragedy strikes or something like that. And so in the show, that exact, uh, that exact thing happens. And so the main character, which if you don't know who it is, it's Jack Bauer from 24. He yeah. ends up becoming the president and it's just been filled with a whole bunch of twists and turns thus far. And it's very, wait, 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 wait. very interesting. So, so it's the actor's name is Kiefer Sutherland. Does, is it really Jack Bauer? No, but I was just throwing oh. Jack Bauer's name out there because in case oh, people didn't okay. know who was that say, was. That would be more interesting. Yeah. He, but, I mean, I haven't seen 24, and I've gotten ridiculed greatly for that. But, I've only seen a little bit. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen 24. But after watching him in this show, I might have to watch 24 because this show is just phenomenal. How many seasons? Uh, there's two on Netflix right now. Um, yeah, see that's those are the ones that get me, man. Well, no, hold on. There's a th- apparently Netflix like bought the show or something because I think it used to be on f- Fox, and so Netflix bought the show apparently and coming out with a uh, coming out with a third season sometime relatively mm-hmm. soon, I think. So, but anyway, anyway, that's what I've been doing with with my weekend. Also, the family came down. They actually just left today, headed back home. They came down. I got them tickets for the Duke basketball game. Uh, so I got to see Cameron a little bit, got a little taste of what I do in my job. 
Um, also, they brought down. I asked him to bring down my baseball cards because you had mentioned uh, yeah, baseball dude. cards the other day, and I was like, God, I haven't looked at my baseball cards in years. And you so got any was, gems? Well, I was going through. Let me let me grab them here. I was going through it earlier, and I'm telling you, man, I'm seeing names of guys that I haven't heard of in like. I was actually talking to my dad. I'm like, what do you think these guys do now? Like, just <laughs> some of these names are, like, I'm trying to think here. What were some? Like, do you know the name John Rodriguez? He was one of the Yankees' top prospects back in, like, 02. Yeah, didn't pan out, apparently. Kenny Lofton on the White Sox. Oh, yeah, Kenny Lofton all day. Carlos Lee. Oh, Nice. Brett Boone, how about it? Nice. Yeah, I got some. I got some good, some uh, some gems in here. But the problem is, is I would never be able to sell any of these because I guess when I was a kid, I didn't understand the significance of like keeping the edges intact. Yeah. So a number of these cards just have. You would have thought that I was like eating them or something. I don't know what's they're wrong with it. Kind of beat up. I mean, they're not beat up. I'm, maybe I exaggerate a little bit, but God, there's some good cards in here. Oh yes, the Red Sox section. Um, no, but it's like in terms of grading, because you know how strict. Like if you try to go get sell a card and like they grade it, like you know, like okay. the, like the mint and all that stuff. Yeah, these cards would not live up to the to that grading. But I mean, they're they're I mean they're pretty good shape. I've had them in these sheet protectors for years. Yeah, we got the same ones. We used to trade our cards. Yeah, I bet you these. I bet you some cards in here were yours at one point or another. I can guarantee that because I only have. I really don't have that many Red Sox. I can guarantee you and I just traded. <laughs> you gave me your Yankees ones. I gave you the Red Sox ones. No doubt. But yeah, some of these names like BJ Serhoff. You remember BJ Serhoff? Oh yeah, played first first base for the Orioles. Uh, I think he was an outfielder. Jay Gibbons, right fielder. Jay Gibbons. I have his autograph. Do you really? Yeah. I met him before I was a little kid, but that was before he got busted with the uh the roids. Yeah. There's a number of Orioles. Number of Orioles here. Jeez. Had the old we got a Rafael Palmero card. We might as well throw any, that. Any rookie cards? Throw that away. I was man, I was looking for some rookie cards. I don't think I got the right packs for those. I think I was an idiot when I was a kid when I bought baseball cards. I just bought like the shiny and flashy ones. I don't think I have any yeah. like legit. I've got a Daryl Strawberry card in here. Nice. That's, I'll trade you. That's a throwback. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I just got some, uh, just looking through those earlier. That was, that was enjoyable. Took, I'm proud of my gems. Took dude, me back. I'm proud of mine. I have a Babe Ruth card in there that. I saw it like a it was like a yard sale or something one time when I was traveling with my dad. We stopped at some like little flea market or something, and I saw it. And I'm like, and I was legitimately a kid, so I didn't know. And I was like, Dad, we have got to get this Babe Ruth card. Like, do you know how much money this could be worth? And my dad was like, No, I promise you, that's maybe worth like a quarter. And I'm like, Dad, no, this is a Babe Ruth card. And he's like, All right, we'll get it. And so we paid like a dollar for it. And then I found out later that on the back it had like made in 2002 or something. I'm like, oh, this is great. All Thanks, my Dad. all my hopes and dreams were crushed. Uh, but anyway, cool. what have you been up to? Enough about me. Uh, What's your life been like the past past week or so? Well, I mean, like you said, we were chatting about it because I thought about my baseball cards, and so I had to go through like boxes and boxes because. For some reason, I just woke up and totally remembered that I had a Roy Halladay rookie card. Right. And so I was like, man, like I wonder. And I was, I was like, I'm pretty sure I have it. So I, I spent like a whole day going through crap the other day, one of my off days, um, of just like nonsense that I've kept. And I finally found my little binder, my little, uh, my little trapper keeper of baseball cards. And uh, yeah, man, went through those. That's about it, dude. I work through through uh, through the weekend. My weekend is the middle of the week, so it's that's boring. right. That's right. I forgot. Like no one else, no one else has those days off. So like my days off are super low key. No doubt. Yeah. Speaking of low key, oh, I know where this transition's going. Baseball history today, or for you guys today, January twenty eighth on Monday sucks. It's brutal. It's the worst. 
But I think we found a couple gems. I only have two. Uh, gems. I think we should reserve that word for comparative. Things comparative that are gems. actually good. Comparative gems. Oh, that's fair. Because the rest of them are whack. Um, first one is way back from 1937. Uh, I feel like this would never happen today, but who knows? Cincinnati experiences the worst flood in its history when the Mill Creek overflows its banks, resulting in the Crosley Fields lower grandstand submerged under 21 feet of water. Holy cow. As a publicity stunt, Reds pitcher Lee Grissom and team's traveling secretary, John McDonald, are photographed as they entered the ballpark over the left field fence and rowed on a boat to the area of the pitchers. I got to see this. (laughs) Who was it? John Crosley? Close. That's Crosley's field. It was Lee Grissom and John McDonald. John McDonald, not John Crosley. (laughs) John McDonald. The picture is kind of whack, honestly. It's not that great. Well, then... But it is still a boat on a baseball field, which is cool. What do you mean that's whack? That's a great picture. (laughs) He's sitting there, like, tipping his cap. This is great. That's not the picture I saw. Well, I I typed in John McDonald... Flood at Crosley Field, and I'm looking at a gem of a photo. <laughs> this guy's just sitting here rowing his boat. <laughs> yeah, he's just in the middle of the field. Holy cow, that is awesome. Also, I love how you said, I don't think that would happen today. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that a baseball field would not be submerged 21 feet underwater or any portion of the ballpark. But that's maybe just my guess. Yeah, probably not. Um, anyway, next one, 1956, the New York football giants will be leaving the polo grounds, their home since the team's inception, since 1925, playing their home games at Yankee stadium, the NFL squad's decision to move in a different venue fuels speculation that the baseball giants, baseball giants will also be departing the Coogan's bluff ballpark. So, uh, Speaking of polo yeah. grounds, you know how like in certain video games they incorporated the polo grounds as like one of the vintage ballparks that you could play at? Yeah. I swear yeah. because I never knew what the actual dimensions were, I just always assumed that center field and polo grounds was like 600 feet. Yeah. Just because you of how far back distance? it looked? Well, while you were sharing that little tidbit of baseball history, I looked it up and it is Well, I'll give you what do you think it is? What do, I'll give you a little guess. I'm going to say 485. Uh, a little less. 470? A little less. 460. Just just slightly less. 459. Just slightly less. <laughs> 458. Just slightly less. 455. There we go. 455 feet, making it one of the longest in Major League Baseball history. One of the longest. What even compares to 455 (laughs) feet? I want to know. That's a shot. That's a tater. That's wild. Yeah, I want to know what these are. I want to know what these comparable ballparks are. That, uh, That wraps up baseball history. Sorry, folks. Yeah, the flood one was pretty good. And the, polo, bad, right? the polo grounds one gave us something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Revealed how bad of a guesser you are. Uh, but anyway, you, you, you thought it was 600. At least mine was reasonable guess. Okay, will you pull up polo grounds on MVP 2005 and tell me that doesn't look like it's 600 feet? Yeah, it's on the show too, and that definitely looks like it's a moonshot. Well, to be fair, the show, I'm sure, could make it look a lot more accurate than it actually was on MVP 2005. So I'm just going off of what I remember from that game. And in that game, it looks like it's 600 feet away. Yeah. But anyway, moving (laughs) on to our current day topics, the uh, top 100 prospect list has recently come out, which, by the way, texted you about that. I thought I thought there was like a national emergency going on this weekend when I was getting all these uh text alerts because 
I mean, I was just getting bombarded by all these from all these media outlets about the top 100 prospect list, and you would have thought that yeah. the world was coming to an end. Yeah. So I guess by by default we have to talk about this because clearly it's so important. So what do you what do you have on this that we just have to talk about? Um. Well, obviously. You know, you could probably guess a couple teams. The Padres are up there. They have 10 100, uh, top 100 prospects. Um, San Diego Padres, 2019 World Series champions? Negative, not yet. Uh, Atlanta Braves have eight. Sox, White Sox have six. Astros are the ones that surprised me. They have six. And Why the Rays, that surprise six. You? Uh, I don't know, man. It's You think they have like less than that or? I would have guessed less. I really would have, but why? Just because you know. thought everybody was up at the show already? Yeah, kind of. Between that and the fact that I mean, I guess if you really think about it, there a lot of their talent is homegrown. So, you know, it's yeah, not true. like they gave up a lot of prospects to get those guys. But yeah. I don't know. I'm, it's scary. If anything else, it's scary that they have, you know, one of the best lists. Um. Followed up by the Rays and the Blue Jays. Not surprising on the Blue Jays. But, yeah, I think the Astros are the ones that pop out for me. That's that's scary that, you know, they're going to get even better. Yeah, I just can't wait for somebody to take my quote out of context. And they're going to be like, oh, this guy thinks the Padres are going to win the World Series in 2019. What a terrible, <laughs> what a just terrible podcast. Um, no, the one for me that probably pops out uh, is the White Sox. And yeah. really, really for the sole reason that obviously they've been in the news lately of trying to make a big move with either Harper or Machado. And um, obviously, I mean, I, th- I would think it's safe to say that they might they may have fizzled out. I actually know they were just in the news, what, today about uh, some of the players trying to make their pitch to Machado. Uh, so I guess they're not out of it yet. Um, but just knowing that they're still in the hunt for one of those big names. And then they, as you said, they got six of the top 100. So definitely moves to be made there in terms of calling those guys up in the near future um, to make some noise. So, I mean, White Sox got a little bit of a bright future, even though we've kind of been ragging on them. Not just us, but I feel like the baseball world in general, is they've kind of just laughed at the White Sox after seeing their their right. attendance or lack thereof and just right. – Really just bad play. Um, yeah. But my question for you, though, is after looking at this list and kind of thinking of recent history, really, is kind of – do you think there's like a misconception that there's quote-unquote bad teams in baseball? Like obviously there's there's teams that just play – like you look at the Orioles this past season. Yeah, they're a bad team. But in terms of like long-term bad teams, I don't want to say is that a thing of – like, is that a thing of the past? But if you think, like, in a way, like, is it? Because you think about, like, the Astros. Like, for whatever reason, just it seemed like forever that they were just a laughing stock of baseball. And then yeah, here they are. They're one of the best teams in baseball, and they have been for the last handful of years. And then you look like the Padres, where it's like, okay, the Padres have been kind of a laughing stock of baseball. Right. Not – not maybe to the same degree as the Astros were back in the day, but I mean they're they haven't been they're good. equally written off. Yeah, they're they're written off from the start. But you look at this, they're at the top of the list. And assuming they handle those prospects the right way, which I know that's a big if, like they could be in I mean, they could be in the mix for being one of the top teams coming out of the division. You never know. But it's just it's interesting to think about. Like it's interesting to look at the teams on this list and be like, okay, these teams could Definitely do something in the near future. It is interesting. Um, but what bugs me is the category, the categories that they get placed in of being small market teams. Um, so you look at the rest of the list, the Rays, obviously, the, uh, the Blue Jays, um, they are small market teams. So even when those prospects do come up and they start to do something, I think the difficulty is is that their time to make a run is very limited um, before they those prospects need to get paid, before they start turning 26, 27 years old, and it's time for them to get paid. 
So I, I think it, that part of it kind of sucks, you know, to where why, why can't the Padres be a big market? You know what I mean? Right. It's San Diego. Like San Diego is a beautiful city and there's obviously plenty of money in California. Why can't they be a big market? Why can't they spend, you know, money on their guys? Um, Toronto is, it's apparently that's like the New York city of Canada. So it's like, why can't, why can't they spend money? There's plenty of money in Florida. There's no tax income. Um, there's no income tax for their players. So like, why are they struggling yet? But you know what I mean? So it's like, it's got to get to the point where you become a bigger market and you get out of that. So I think with what you said about the Astros, I think that's a positive thing. I think they're starting to get out of that. Um, and we're going to see that when, you know, Correa, Altuve, Springer, all these guys got to get paid. Right. Yeah, that's a good. That's a great point. Yeah, these get. Yeah, I mean, you think it's about teams like. Time. Yeah, you think about teams like the Astros, the Red Sox, the Yankees. Like, granted, they've got money, but I mean, with the depth that these these top tier teams have, they can't they can't keep everybody around. Right. Like, I mean, you just I mean, look at the Red Sox. I mean, you can't keep. Mookie, Chris Sale, J.D. Martinez, Xander Bogart. You can't keep all these guys around forever. So, I mean, they're going to have to start right. shipping them off to different teams. And, I mean, you look at the Padres. I mean, that'd be a I mean, that'd be a prime landing spot, or that'd be a prime team, rather, that could, uh, should they put themselves in the right situation, which I, I know, like I said, is big if, because you got upper management and all that stuff to, to take into account. But, I mean, they could potentially be in a, a pretty good spot here in the in the coming years. So, does this list at all affect the way Machado and Harper think? Uh, I mean, I think it's. I mean, I don't think it's anything they they weren't aware of already. Because I mean, I, I don't imagine that the farm systems or anything had. I mean, maybe they have. I don't think they have. I don't think they've differed that much from last year. I don't think there was too much of a shake up there. Sure. Um, but in terms of, like the prospects. Uh, in ter- or rather, in terms of this specific list, I mean, it seems like a. I mean, we already know a couple of these teams are kind of in on the mix on them, like Padres, a white side. Apparently, Padres are like one of the sleeper teams or whatever, um, or the mystery teams, I guess you could say. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think it plays too much of a role in kind of where they where they look at. I think those two guys specifically are looking more so at the dollar signs than the prospect list, but. Yeah, I I think I think it's a combination of that, and I also think it's like I could be the face of this turnaround for this yeah, franchise. That's true. I could lead the way. But here's and, the thing, and though. then I start getting the supporting roles of these prospects. You know what I mean? But here's the thing, though. I feel like either one of those guys are going to be the face of whatever team they go to. Absolutely. But I but I do get what you're saying. Like there's something attractive. I mean, I guess to the average guy, I feel like there'd be something attractive to being the guy or the face of that turnaround. But I don't know if their egos would allow that to happen. Yeah. Or if, it, if it, it would allow them to be attracted to that. That's kind of the it, that's kind of the cop out, you know, like the whole KD to the Warriors effect that everyone thinks about with free agents now. Is that like is there a cop out? to go sign and just go win a ring right away? Or do you go and start your own thing with a team that obviously has a future of all these top 100 prospects? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's a good question. Um, but one thing I can promise you that won't play a factor in their decision-making is uh, the potential uniforms that are coming down the pipe. And we know that in 2020... Major League Baseball will be sporting some uh, fresh Nike unis. What are your thoughts on this? We were talking about it earlier. I'm a little sad. I'm a little sad for Majestic. Yeah, man, that was like it was like our thing. It was like, granted, they're not exactly the greatest sport athletic apparel company, but it was like, yeah. hey, this is our thing. Like, we're baseball guys. This is just what we know. Majestic uniforms. I do think it is. I think overall, it's better for baseball, though. I do think it's better for baseball because the built-in market that you have with Nike um, of not even you know people that don't even aren't even baseball fans, right? They're they're obviously Nike fans. Nike is one of the most recognizable brands 
in the world. So you see it on, you know, football jerseys now in the NFL. Um, you see it in the NBA. So, you know, it's, I think it's kind of cool. Um, as long as the, there is no like agreement for putting on like Goodyear tires on jerseys. I don't want to see any advertisements that way. Just leave the Nike swoosh on the sleeve and nothing else. Yeah, that was another thought I had is like, do you think they'll they'll stay consistent with the Majestic logo placement and just go sleeve? Or do you think Nike is trying to, given that it's Nike and they have a little say, I mean, they're obviously very established. Everybody they're knows that. They're going somewhere. It's going to go somewhere on the jersey. You think they're going to they're gonna leave the, the sleeve and, and go to like the chest or something? So football, I think they do chest and then each sleeve. I don't see that happening. I do see at least the sleeve. I don't think chest, um, just because like if, if we're comparing it to football, like I have been the last couple of minutes, football is more like the number is more profound on a football jersey than the name, whereas baseball, obviously, you have whatever team name on the front. I don't, I don't see a Nike emblem being put up there somewhere, but who knows, man. I, I don't think I'd like it. Would you? I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I saw like a mock-up of a, I think it was like Aaron Judge with the Yankee with the Yankee pinstripes on, and there was like a Nike swoosh like on, on like the right chest or whatever. It just looked very, you know, like where the Captain C would go on a baseball jersey. Ooh, it it, it yeah. was like it was basically like right there, like the Nike swoosh. I'm just like, no, this, this is sacrilegious. I can't, I can't do this. And it is it, it I'm sure it would look good on certain uniforms, but there are certain teams that it would be sacrilegious to. It would be the you know, the original teams, it would be too weird. Yeah, the Sox, Yankees, Tigers, yeah. teams like that, just no. Too strange. You can throw it on like, you know, the Padres or whatever, or the Indians and I don't think I'd care, but well, it's funny you mentioned the Padres uh, because they made official actually just a few days ago that they're going to be bringing back the brown and gold uniforms in 2020. So the speculation is, do you think, um, do we as a baseball community think that Nike might try to experiment a little bit with that kind of color combo and that knowing that they're trying to rebrand themselves by kind of bringing back the old brand do you think they're going to try to maybe experiment with the padres a little bit there will be some experimenting stuff and again i keep i feel like i keep coming back to the nfl and i know you don't watch the nfl anymore um but what they do for primetime games so like thursday night games sometimes uh, monday night games they do their color rush right what they call color rush and so, for example, like the Broncos, instead of wearing blue pants and an orange jersey, they're wear they were wear all orange. Yeah, no, I'm I'm familiar with those. Yeah, and I mean, so I whatever team cool. is gonna, you know what I mean. And so, I think there could be some experience on uh, experiments on alternate jerseys. Um, and I think I don't think it would be too bad of an idea to do that for Sunday Night Baseball. I mean, I just pray that they keep the gray and white bottoms at least like don't go don't go color rush on major league baseball whatever you do i don't think it would be that i think i could see and again we talked about this because i think i don't know what's going on with the hats the hats are probably sticking to new era so i don't know if there's going to be some type of collaboration between nike and new era how is that going to work where they do like a they want to match the hat with the jersey i mean the I guess they had to do it because Majestic matched the hat with the jersey. Well, for what it's worth, Nike so, ba- the new Nike baseball hats are just absolutely trash. They're super, yeah, they're super flimsy. They try to go with like the whole lightweight thing. No, I don't want that. Give me just old, old fashioned classic new era hat That's it. and be done with it. Like I don't need yeah. any of this like lightweight garbage. Where you where you adjust your bill the way you like it and it stays there. Exactly. I don't need the flimsy like it you take it back out of you know your closet the next day and it's flat bill again and just want- as a disclaimer we're not old old grandpas here like if you if you prefer the nike baseball hats over new era hats you don't know baseball hats because they're just garbage 
Um, no, I was just, you know, the MLB is constantly trying to figure out how to connect better with their fans. And so I think, again, with the built-in market and brand that is Nike, I think this will help. And I think, you know, getting a little fun with trying new things uniform-wise, nothing crazy. Like I said, I don't want to see advertisement. You know, I don't want to see, you know, like a Snickers logo on a Yankees jersey. But I mean, that'd, uh, be, that'd be a good laugh for me at least. <laughs> He's so weird, man. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Well, I mean, I was reading, and it makes sense. I mean, it's a, it's a smart business move and approach to take into it. And, I mean, I don't blame Nike for doing this, but I did read that uh, they would definitely like to implement their own design taste into the uniforms. And, like I said, I mean, I think that – I I mean, it makes sense to me. If, I, if I'm if i a, a company that's taken over a uniform overhaul like this, I want to be able to kind of implement – what we do with our business and how we kind of handle things on our end. But at the same time, I just don't want them to go crazy with it. That's all. I would say it's going to be probably mostly a performance material change. You know what I mean? Like the actual material of the Jersey may be a little different. I'm not sure that they'll change logos or looks or anything too much, but it may, may be nicer for the players. Yeah, and I also just realized I didn't even give the details of the agreement. Major League Baseball and Nike agreed to this is this is going to be for ten years, uh, so they'll be they'll be around for a good little while here. And as I said, that this will start in twenty twenty. So get your uh, majestic jerseys while you can, because this will be the last year you can do it. And then in twenty twenty, who knows what's gonna, who knows what's going to happen? Might be the end of baseball uniforms as we know it. Um, speaking of jerseys, I know you had mentioned uh, a little something you wanted to talk about. Adrian Beltre's jersey, specifically. Yeah, no more 29 for anyone else in the Rangers organization. She will be retired next year. Big props to Adrian Beltre. Um, good move by the by the Rangers, but you know what I wanted to talk to you about is like, they, well, they know, before you go, they announced this. What you said Friday, it was pretty recent, right? Yeah, it was in the last couple of days. So we've seen Joe Mauer. The Twins have already committed that they're retiring number seven for Joe Mauer. Now the Rangers at twenty nine, and the only other jersey thing I can think of that doesn't have to do quite to do with retired numbers, but. Yankees are approving Ottavino to wear a zero. What I what it all ties into is what I want to ask you is you feel that we're getting a little out of hand with retiring jersey numbers. Yeah, I mean it feels like we have been, and so I actually went back and did a little research and I found out that actually I like this guessing game that we've done today. Or, oh or tonight rather. Um, let take a guess at how many times or how many numbers you think have been retired across Major League Baseball, across the, the various teams in the last ten seasons. Ooh. Man, don't let it. I'm gonna say close to forty. Don't let it wear you out. Um, it's forty six. Nice. Forty six times in the last ten seasons from two thousand. From 2009 to 2018, and again, that's across like all 30 teams over the last 10 years. How many time or how many numbers do you think were retired across Major League Baseball the 10 seasons before that, from 1999 to 2008? From 1999 to 2008, mm, 15. 27. Oh. So a very significant drop off. So I think your concern or your observation rather is is valid. Uh, definitely there's been a, an increase as, as you just heard as of late. Um, and I think what it has to do with, and I might be way off on this, uh, but I think what it has to do with is teams, I feel like are trying to push, push their players to the hall of fame by any means possible. And yeah. I think, I think, I mean, you can attach whatever you want to that Jersey retirements, social media yeah. campaigns, and not to say that these guys who are getting their jerseys retired aren't deserving of it, but I just think 
the time in which it's done is just so quick now. Maybe, maybe that's just me. I don't know, but it just seems very quick. And I think that kind of addresses a little bit of what you're asking. Um, but yeah, I don't yeah, know. It's it, just, I'm not used to this. This is new for me. Like right after they retire, let's, let's, you know, retire their number. It's like, wait, I, I don't ever remember that being a thing up until these last few years. Yeah, I mean, and I know this is something we've talked about here before, talked about on the show before in terms of like emotion and letting emotion settle and letting time pass and all that. Maybe these teams are recognizing the value, I guess you could say, of capitalizing on these quick turnarounds with jersey retirements because it's like, all right, they're still fresh in the fans' minds. The fans, The fans love these guys. Let's just get it knocked out now. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I don't know either, and I really don't know what the Yankees are going to do in 30 years. Like, what is that going to look like? I mean, you do, know, you like open I, up, do you open up triple digits? Like, Right, and it's like, I don't want to see 74 on the back of a jersey. Look, and let's be real, 99 is weird, but the only reason it works is because Aaron Judge is a behemoth of a human being. If he was tiny, 99 would look weird. Well, that too, but he, he literally fits the mold of like the creative yeah, player. Just, yeah. On like these baseball games where you just make yeah. a guy and his like default number before you change it to whatever you want to is like 99. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's it, literally what he did. He's just huge. So I think that works. But other than that, like I think Puig wearing 66 is weird. Um, well, I mean, I both think... of those guys, it's very weird. But for whatever reason, they just make it work. Yeah. Actually, no, I take it back. Either they make it work or they've just been wearing it and we've just gotten used to it. I don't know. It's one of this it's one of true. those two. I don't know if I'm ever going to get used to 91 or 84 or, you know, 72. Like, it's I don't know if I'm ever going to get used to that on a baseball jersey. Well, I th- but I mean, I, think- I don't know. What do you start doing? Do you put like a, a line under it? Like number seven with a line under it? I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, man. That's. It's a very strange question because, I mean, if baseball does, in fact, survive uh, the Yankees retiring all their numbers, which, I mean, obviously got a ways to go. But, I mean, if baseball sticks around not long, we're eventually going to get to that point. So, I mean, what do you do? Like I said, do you put up triple digits? Do you put lines under the numbers? Do you put little right. stars above them? I mean, I, don't, I literally don't. That's a, I mean, that's a great question. I don't know what you do with it. I don't know either. And I, I, to- I totally understand because – like, it would be weird for a Twins fan to see anyone else wear number seven. It would be weird for a Rangers fan to see anyone else wear 29. Any Yankees fan seeing anyone else wear number two. But, like, we're going to run out of numbers. What what are we supposed to do here? It's interesting. It really is. But I'm worried about the Yankees because they're, I mean, they're, really, they're running out of spots. That's really the only team we have to worry about right now, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. we got a number of teams that are catching up. But, yeah, I think triple digits is the answer. And, no, I don't actually think triple <laughs> digits is the answer. I just wanted to segue. How about decimal points? I just want – no, we're not doing <laughs> – not the Dewey Decimal System, none of that. No, I just wanted to transition into my trivia point that I had for this segment. Do you know – the one triple-digit number that's been retired in Major League Baseball? Across Major League Baseball or just one specific organization? Retired by one team. I, uh, maybe Ted Williams' uh, average? What did he hit? Four? 406. Was that it? Uh, it's not. It was oh. number 455, retired by the Indians in 2001. In honor of the fans who sold out 455 consecutive games. That's cool. I mean, it's cool, but, like, why? Yeah, no one's going to wear 455. But the fans got a retired jersey. So, like, that'd be kind of cool to tell your grandkids one time. You're like, yeah, I helped because I was at those games. I helped continue the streak. It's crazy. Well, that's all I got on uh, trivia for number retirements. We're bumping over to DMs, aren't we? Yeah, that it, wasn't uh, there wasn't very much trivia, man. Well, I mean, how much trivia did you have that second? Hey, nothing. I was just I was just saying. I mean, I brought more to the table than you did there, so <laughs> careful who you go pointing fingers at. Do you like my at. guess though? That was a pretty good guess. I mean, I don't know why it all 
why out of all the teams that could have retired a triple digit number, why you thought it would be one of the most historical franchises in baseball history. That would just be a very, that's the only like three digit thing that I could think of. That'd be a very strange thing to do. Yeah. No, I would have guessed, I would have guessed like the giants with, uh, bonds home run total before I would have guessed the Red Sox. Like the Red Sox would never do something like that. Yeah. That's fair. Come on, man. Uh, know your know your baseball history trivia. Whatever. Stupid. We're doing DMs now. I guess. I don't even want to now. <laughs> I'm just gonna go. I mean whatever. <laughs> All right. First one's from not Jesse Smith. Interesting username. So is it Jesse Smith or not Jesse Smith? <laughs> If you were not, not Jesse Smith asks, why is it that, unlike in football and basketball, college coaches never seem to move directly up to big league jobs? We've seen so many great college coaches like Augie Garrido, Mike Martin, and Tim Corbin that have had never have ever been considered for Tim MLB Corbin jobs. that have never even been considered for MLB <laughs> jobs. I know talking can be hard. Yeah, um, <laughs> That was a long question. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good question. Um, well, not Jesse Smith. My thought is that unlike football and basketball, uh, the two sports that you referenced in the beginning of your paragraph question, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I think baseball, well, I know that baseball has many more levels of development, unlike football and basketball, whereas in in college of both in college football and in basketball, you can advance directly from the college level to the professional level and slide right in and you're good to go. But with college baseball, um, as I said, there's like different levels of the game where you've got college, you've got the minor league level, you got a variety of minor league levels in there, single A, double A, so on and so forth. And then you've got the show. And I think that, for coaches, it's, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm just, this is just my guess. I'm not a coach. I don't know. Nate, you might have a better answer for this. But I just think that it's difficult, it's more difficult to advance levels rapidly like that. So I think guys kind of get settled in with a, a certain level and then they advance as their career advances. And it's hard mm-hmm. for them to just slide from a college position straight up to the show. I just don't think that would, that would work. Um, I think, there's there's multiple things here. One, these guys could be very comfy at their university, at their respective university, and they probably get a pretty decent paycheck. Two, they control the kids that they're going to coach. They have the say over that. Um, you know, they recruit these kids. And I guess I'm going to add a third one in. I think that you know co- these colleges really compete with the MLB. Because the MLB a lot of times want to draft these kids and get them raw to where they're uncoached and they don't have to fix any bad habits, if there were bad habits, um, created from at the at the college level. So I think maybe there's a little bit of a clash there to where, you know, the MLB is like, eh, I don't I don't like the stuff these guys are teaching, you know, and the college coaches can be like, well, you know, you guys are always stealing our players that I try to recruit here. So maybe there is a little bit of a, a thing like that and not to mention all the levels that you're talking about. So, yeah, no, I mean, uh, you brought up a good point. So, I mean, job security is also a good thing. I mean, or yeah. a good point to keep in mind. I mean, these guys, if they do well, they don't really have to, to me, in my opinion, they've got a, a little bit of a bigger window in terms of looking ahead where it's like, all right, like if I'm doing well, I mean, I know I've at least got the next couple of years kind of locked up, but baseball, I mean, you start off bad. I mean, we're seeing it more and more now, not even just with baseball, but across pretty much like all professional sports. If you don't cut it right out of the gate, you're out of there. But yeah, you're gone. I mean, with college baseball, you can stick around for a little while. So, yeah, I mean, they're probably pretty comfortable. So, yeah. Uh, next one, my man Joe Diz. In my opinion, Nick Castellanos is the next JD Martinez. They have similar swings and were teammates for a couple years in Detroit. What are your thoughts? Well, you were the one that did a little bit of the research in it. So let me, what did you find? Um, Dizzy, I'm sure you and I will talk about this later. I think 
Um, J.D. Martinez is a little more handsy. I think he stays inside a little better. Um, he really works on his bottom hand more than any hitter I've really you know, studied. Um, Nick Castellanos looks like uh, he looks a little more pull happy. It looks like he's um, – I can see what you're saying about similar swings. They're not in their legs too much. They're pretty tall, similar bat paths. Um, you know, it's 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 interesting. I think they're similar, but I don't know, man. It's hard to say that Nick Castellanos is going to go out there and win a silver slugger and and lead the league in hitting. I don't I don't know if that's going to happen. I know there has been reports lately of him wanting out of Detroit, so maybe a new city will help him. Uh, you know, get some Nate, I just want to throw in a quick correction to your point there. You said you don't think Nick is going to go out and win a silver slugger. Well, I mean, if we're comparing nick and jd in terms of being similar you would have to say that i don't think nick is going to go out and win two silver sluggers because complete joke because nate if you forgot jd martinez actually won two silver sluggers in 2018 so i just wanted to clarify that for the listeners and for yourself in case you had forgotten so carry on completely ridiculous um, no, I don't see him going out there and winning two silver sluggers. Thank you. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I think I see what you're saying about similarity in swings, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. Bottom line is you see the similarities, but time will tell. Yeah, I can't. I can't. You, you, you just can't predict, you know, a good guy. I mean, I like your dirt out of the diamonds or diamond out of the dirt, I guess you could say. Uh, pick with Nick Castellanos. That's two episodes in a row. You've used the dirt to diamonds lingo. You're welcome. Uh, next one. Was it just Herman? German? I'm going to go Herman. I don't know of people Herman. that would go by German, but. Yeah. Herman uh, asks Do you think this will be AJ Pollock's bounce back season? Hold on. Hold on. I just remembered. Before we continue, I forgot to tell you, Nate. Okay. So remember yeah. that. Remember that name? That we were struggling to uh, pronounce um, the Guillermi or whatever. Do you remember that one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it turns out the guy is Brazilian. So we've got we got a Brazilian listener, and nice. so I reached out to or no, he reached out to me and it was like, hey, thanks for reading the question on the last episode. He goes, it was very funny listen trying to listen to you or listening to you trying to say it. Uh, but he said, in the end, you got it right. And he meant me because, and the reason I know this, is he sent me back uh, an audio clip of the show. And actually, hold on. Let me see if I can play it here. Are you bragging? Can you hear it? Yeah. Giller me. <laughs> so it, apparently it's Giller me. Wow. But anyway, yeah, I just wanted to clarify. I'm not bragging. I just I thought that was funny, and I forgot to tell you. Well, so, maybe Herman slash German will uh, reach out to us and let us know. Yeah, reach out to uh, reach out to Kyle Corwin. <laughs> and let him know uh, that anyway, he right. do you think uh, AJ Pollock's gonna bounce back? Well, I mean, like I was telling you, I mean, I don't think. Granted, it wasn't his best year, but let's not act like AJ Pollock was just the worst hitter in baseball last year. But I mean, I get the I get the point of the question. I mean, I think, I mean, yeah, why not? I think he can go out there, go out west, and really uh, put some good numbers up and be surrounded by a, a good team, good coaching staff. Why not? I'm gonna say yes as well. Fresh look. You got out of a a, a pretty rough situation with the Diamondbacks, I think, um, and you're you're with a successful club. I think, yeah, why not? So here's the thing, uh, he, already, he already was out west, so when I say head out west, he's heading out even further west. Even further, a couple states over. Just wanted to clarify in case people thought I was geographically challenged. Uh, Bryson asks, what do you think about Carlos Correa? Is he underrated? I mean, no. I don't. I think people can identify Carlos Correa's value pretty accurately. Um, I think any baseball person can say he's the top five shortstop. Yeah. 
no, I mean, I think, I think on this one too, I understand kind of the point of the question. Like I could see how people might think he doesn't get enough credit, but at the same, like on the flip side, I think he does get plenty of credit. And I think the credit that he does get is very accurate. And like you said, I think it always places him in the top five, maybe even top three shortstops in baseball. So so that explains the is he underrated question. What do you think about him? I don't know, to be honest with you. I just I've adapted this hatred for the Astros just because I <laughs> I have this thing, it's really weird. I just have this thing with teams where they're just not good for a long time and then all of a sudden they just get good and then their fans just become impossible yeah. to deal with. Like best example I can give you, probably Actually, no, there's probably two cases of this. The Blue Jays, when they that that year they, they had the, the bat the bat flip and all that nonsense, yeah. they were just obnoxious. They thought they were the greatest team in baseball when they clearly weren't. And then yeah, probably the Royals. This, no, the the Royals weren't that bad. They were bearable. And I mean they're I mean they had all those right. fans are gone now though. Yeah, but it is what it is. But the second case that I was gonna point out was the Rays. Back in like oh, yeah. the what was it twenty? No, that was uh two thousand nine, ten, eleven. No, was it? Yeah, I think they went. No, no, it was oh eight. They went to the World Series against the Phillies. That's right. Yeah, and then that, and then kind of like the early twenty tens, like right around in there, they were kind of good. And it was, their fans were just, and it's like. No, nah. you're at the game and you still have the price tag on the shirt that you bought at the store on your way over to the game. So you yeah. can pipe down. But anyway, so long story long, you don't know what you long story about. long. I mean, he's great. I'm not going to take that away from him, but I just hate that he gets all this credit. That's all. I like him. I think uh, he reminds me a lot of Cal Ripken, actually, defensively. Yeah. And size too. Ripken was, yeah. a, was a big dude. And I like his dyna- – I like uh, Carlos's – you know what? I'm going to walk my comments back. <laughs> I like <laughs> I like Carlos Correa. I think he's – well, I, I mean, I, I told you. I think he's good. Um, but I think what, – or what I was going to say is I like his dynamic. I like his relationship with uh, Jose Altuve. Yeah. I think that – He looks like – he just seems like a good teammate. They're, yeah, they're a fun, fun duo to watch. So, anyway, long story long. Long story long. Ryan asks, should Bonds, Clemens, and Sosa get into the hall? Um, no. Next question. No, no, and no. No. Remember uh, remember when there was like three of those questions in a row last show? And I just said, <laughs> um, no. We should save no. that as an audio clip and just insert that to any question like that about Barry Super Bonds. down. Love it. Uh, Danny asks, what's better, RBI baseball or MLB the show? All right. So you and I were talking – I don't even think these two are comparable because as we mentioned, they're just they're just two different styles of games. Like one is attempting to get it as realistic as possible, and then another one is just there for the user gameplay, like the experience of it. And from what I've seen, I've never played RBI baseball from but from what I've seen, it just looks terrible. But to be fair to be fair, no, 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 to be fair, I can't knock it because I haven't tried it. To be fair, I have people reach. I have had people reach out to me and say that it's pretty legit. Like it's a fun game, but I look at, I look at the show and I'm like, I don't even know why you would want to try anything else. Like the show just looks yeah. awesome, and it ants it like it takes care of every single thing, like every detail. They kill it, right? Yeah, I mean they get like the accessories. I mean you can. I mean, again, I haven't played the show either. I'm just going based off of because I'm an Xbox guy. Shout out Xbox, yeah, Xbox till mm-hmm. I die. Um, but I mean, they get like I know that you can choose like brands of accessories and all this crap. Like you put like tape on the guys. It's just crazy. They get everything. Oh, it's legit. Everything. It's so legit. Here's a question: um, Do you do you know the answer to this? Can you change? Because I this might make me buy the show. Can you? change styles of eye black on MLB the show. Does anybody know that? Do you know this name? Does anybody know this? If I could sit there and like customize a guy's yeah. eye black. Yes, you can. You can change it. I think it's like thin or thick. And I think you can do like a smeared one too. 
It's legit. That would be it's sweet. Like they, that they shows you. Like that shows you what kind of person I am. Shoes. Yeah, that's crazy. But that shows you what kind of person I am. I would sit there and just be customizing guy, customizing guys' eye black all day. That's what I do too. They have. <laughs> they even have a point now to where you can buy specific brands for your for your gear. So you can wear like New Balance cleats or Nike cleats that's or crazy. Under Armour cleats. You can pick Wilson or Rawlings gloves. You can pick what sleeves your brand, your sleeves are. It's like you can seriously pick it all. That is arguably the greatest route for advertising. If you're trying to reach baseball players as a baseball company or a brand, right? that's right? the way to do it. Because then the guys pick. are going to see it and they're like, oh, I got to go buy this. Anything. You can have Nike or Under Armour sunglasses or Oakley sunglasses. Like It's ridiculous. So, Franklin batting gloves. So long story long. Uh, we're going to go, we're going to, this seems to be the theme of this episode. (laughs) We're going to go with, uh, the show over RBI baseball. And Jim asks the most vague question out there. Who's your sleeper? So I didn't know if he meant player. Player Yeah. I didn't know if he meant player or team. So why don't we just go with one of each? Oh, all right. You go first. Cause I got to think a little bit. Well, it's not like I have answers ready to go. Um, I'm going to say. Uh, for my team, see, the problem is, is I feel like this year more so than almost any year recent in recent memory, there's so many division races that are like up for grabs this year. Yeah. And that, to be honest with you, in terms of a team selection, that'd be one of the only things I would pick would be a team that'd be like on the fringe of making the postseason, but not really. Cause I'm not going to pick like the Royals or the Orioles. Right. Um, I don't know, man. Like, maybe. I really don't know. I was thinking earlier, like, Blue Jays, just no. because of, like, their talent pool, but they're not going to make any impact anytime soon. No. Wow. Well, just thanks for just completely <laughs> discrediting all that um, I've worked for. No. <laughs> You just wasted like 90 seconds. You didn't tell me anything. You didn't give any guesses. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with the... You prepare for our show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the Indians. I'm going to say they're going to have a real tight division race in the AL Central, and they're really going to they're gonna surprise <laughs> a lot of people. I don't know, man. It's freaking tough. There's Like I said, there's division races that are... Just all over the place. I I legitimately don't know. I don't have an answer for you. Um, let's go with the. Well, I mean, I'm choosing the Mets to win the East. So there's, I guess that's a sleeper, right? Yeah, and I mean, I was gonna pick the A's too, but I was like, they're not exactly a sleeper because they're actually a good team. So yeah, it's not a crazy sleeper. Um, player. I was thinking maybe like a like a Kyle Schwarber. I think he kind of busts out this year again. You probably just like Googled sleeper picks for baseball and just like picked I really didn't. I'm, I swear. I'm staring at these DMs. I'm going to go with Kyle Schwarber. I think he bounces out again. I think he, yeah, maybe he comes in chubby again this spring training and just kills it. I don't know. Maybe he's super ripped. Who knows? I guess we'll see in a couple weeks. Um, I'm gonna go because I. What? Oh, are you going player now? Yeah, I'm going player. I'm gonna go with because I took my own advice and googled sleeper picks for the 2019 (laughs) MLB season. I'm gonna go. uh, Which actually, no. I if I would have if this name would have come to mind, I probably would have picked him. I'm gonna go Trey Turner. Ooh, Trey like Turner, I feel like is he's due. I mean, I'm not gonna say due for a successful season because we've already seen him put up good numbers, but I feel like he's due for a, an outbreak season. He's slowly like he's slowly coming into the to his role. No, I don't want to say slowly coming into the role, but he's over the over the last few seasons he has come into his role, and I think now he's at the point where he's he's comfortable. 
He knows that he's there. He's one of the guys on that team, especially now if Harper dips out. He's going to be like one of the guys on that team. And he's just going to take off. I love off. the way that guy plays. He's going to take off. Yeah, that dude balls out. I love it. Swipes bags. He's a little Crazy. like he's like a David Eckstein 2.0. Yeah. Better oh. hitter, I think, though. Uh, I would say very much so. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, that'll be my pick. I like that. So, right. player, I'm going to go Trey Turner. And then team, I'm going to go uh, TBA. Cool. So, there's my answer. All right. Well, now, see, now I got to rethink my guy. You got the Google, man. You got the Google. No, that was a good pick. That was a good pick. I like that. No, I don't like it. Because he's he's not that much of a sleeper. People know him. Ooh, I know. You ready for this one? I'm going to go David Dahl of the Rockies. That's a good pick. David Dahl of the Rockies. He's going to be smushed in between Story and Arenado in that lineup playing left field. I think he's going to have a breakout year. He's he's highly touted in that organization, but I don't think a lot of people know who that guy is. That's that's my sleeper. Yep, I like that. What team did I say again? Mets? Mets. Oh no, I got my sleeper pick for. I did <laughs> I did my individual right. I still got to do my team. Yeah, you haven't done your team. All right, so my sleeper pick for my team is Seat Geek. It's the answer to all your ticket needs. <laughs> Are you looking for tickets? <laughs> Do you have? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was so hooked. I swear <laughs> you had me, dude. <laughs> like you suddenly forgot one of the teams in the MLB. <laughs> Oh, I totally forgot that they were an organization. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm over here crying. <laughs> oh, man. I can't even finish the ad read. can't even finish the read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, Seeky, was... cold hard cash, 20 bucks, DTD. <laughs> use, yeah, use promo code DTD at checkout. Save 20 bucks instantly. Cold hard cash. <laughs> Uh, oh man nate go to the theater um (laughs) oh oh, man god it is definitely late otherwise i would not be laughing this much um oh in other news serious news i think i've decided that i'm gonna go ahead with the creation of another ncaa baseball team so that is important just wanted to put that out there (laughs) (laughs) oh i keep thinking about it seat geek um no but seriously uh if you want to be on this team this team is going to consist just like the last one did it's going to consist of listeners and followers so if you're hearing this i'm going to put it like i said last time when i made the last team i'm going to give you guys the little like sneak peek of it and give you guys some time to get on the roster a little earlier Uh, are you and i going to be sophomores are we going to be uh yeah 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 i think i'll just stick with the same team um but i don't know i'll look into it details to be determined anyway um if you want to be on this team it's going to be the what is it the dirt bags of stay filthy you stay filthy you yeah um playing in the pack 10 because that's how old this game is it's not the pack 12 um if you want to be on this team, submit your first name, your last name, your top two position choices, and your top two number choices via Instagram DM or Twitter DM. So if you want to be on this team, which I know you do, because I've actually had a number of people reach out to me since then being like, yo, I want to be on the team. And I've been <laughs> like, yo, I'm in the middle of the season. Wait till next season. And now that time is here. So... Again, if you want to be on this upcoming team, send me your first name, last name, top two position choices, and your n- top two number choices, and I will do my best to get you on the on the uh, lineup roster. All right, Nate. Yeah, wasn't response wasn't a response I was looking for. Uh, that wraps up today's show. You got anything? Uh, I need to change this text when I copy this line over 
from you mean? my notes. It needs to say this wraps up tonight's show because we're recording and it's like midnight right now. Yeah, but like, what if people are listening in the morning when they're driving to work on Monday? Then I'm going to confuse a lot of people. Yeah. This wraps up today's show. All right, I guess I'll leave it. You got anything? Um, stay safe, kids. Stay safe. Well, I, w- I really want like a sign off, like a Ron Burgundy, stay classy, San Diego. All right, sign well, off. You can you can work on that. I have my sign off. I have my sign off. Yeah, you just need you're the one talking. All right, man. You know what? <laughs> you know what? You can close us out today. We'll we'll mix it up. You can close us out today. Go ahead. Run with the ball. Let's see if I got it memorized here. No, I don't have anything memorized. Something about rating and reviewing. And the only reason you remember that is because that's your that's your section. <laughs> As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys uh, later this week. Forgot to change that. We'll catch back up with you guys later this week. Probably not with any news about Harper Machado because pretty sure those guys aren't even playing baseball anymore. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave that rating and review. Nate? Yeah. How many stars? The amount, the same number of pounds that I'm going to lose this week. Got to burn off that Chipotle from today, huh? Big time. Yeah. Back in the gym. Big grind. Back in it. Here we go. All right. Give me your sign off. Wow. You only give me like 90 seconds to think about it. We love you all, and as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.